Hi, my name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yami. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading, Treading Faith. Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our faith walk with Christ. I always say faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Now, talking about the wisdom of men, we are super delighted to embark on this new series called Unlocking Wisdom through the Book of Proverbs. So, Yemi, tell us what you have in store for us today. Well, Philia, in this season of Unlocking Wisdom, we examine the Book of Proverbs, which is designed to communicate foundational truths in order to give us guidance for living a successful life through wisdom, through the wisdom and knowledge of God. Today, we are talking about the wisdom of our words. Mm -hmm. Specifically, in this part one, in two parts, <laughs> we're going to be talking about unwise words. So I will be reading from the new King James version. I have a couple of Proverbs and then we're going to go into it topically. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19 says, there are six things which the Lord hates. Yes, seven which are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that deceives wicked plans, feet that run rapidly to evil, a fault false witness who utters lies and one who spreads strife among brothers. Proverbs 15, two says that the tongue of the wise makes knowledge acceptable, but the mouth of the fools spout folly. Proverbs 15, seven says the lips of the wise spread knowledge, but the heart of the fool are not so. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So the one that we're talking about from the first <laughs> Proverbs from the list is the lion tongue. Yes. And um, specifically, God doesn't like this. This is what Proverbs is telling us is the wisdom of Solomon. He's saying that God does not like a lion tongue. And our tongue, our words, our mouth, our mouths, all these things are mentioned like over 150 times in the book of Proverbs. So we know that it's important. And and my favorite um, proverb from the three I read was, and it says, but the mouth of fools spots, sports, um, spouts folly. Folly is like failure, right? Like mm -hmm. you don't want anything to, to, to push you into failure. So we want to make sure that we're speaking wisdom and telling people that wisdom is acceptable, that God likes those who seek wisdom. Of course, we know that our tongues, when we talk, it reveals our heart right? Like what we're thinking about our conscious and sometimes subconscious is revealed through our, our word. And what it shows is either that what the root is, whether it's a good, right. <laughs> a good root or whether it's a bad root, right? Because remember when people are speaking positively into your life and it shows, and that shows their character, you know, that the root, the core of the heart is good, but someone who's speaking disaster, destruction, um, destruction negatively into your life. We know that the core is not good. And if you know the core is not good, that's that's okay because you can work on it. You can fix it. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to talk about the five ways that you can see someone who's talking from a, a root that's not great, mm -hmm. not so great. And those destructive uses of the tongue are deceitful flattery, gossip, arguments that are unconstructive, boasting, and verbosity, mm. which is like talking too much. Yes. <laughs> okay. So for the first one right. is 
I always thought flattery is not good, good, right? <laughs> but obviously deceitful flattery is yeah, not good, right? right? Flattery is like insincere, um, deceitful flattery is insincere compliments, right. right? Like you're, you're, you're telling something, someone something good because you want to, it's for a means to end, right? Like, you know, when like guys are telling you, oh yeah, you're the only one for me. Like they're talking all that good stuff. Right. You know, we say like they're spitting game. Right. Right. What is the motive? My dad would have told me like, oh, these guys want this just to sleep with you. Right. So, <laughs> so they can say all these things. They can flatter you. They can tell you that you're the most beautiful. You can tell you they're the only right. ones. And it's deceitful because their intentions are to get you to sleep with them. Right. 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 So right. it's important that we pay attention to what deceitful flattery of flattery looks like. Right. So in Proverbs 2017, it says, bread obtained by falsehood is sweet to a man, but afterwards the mouth would be filled with gravel. Mm. So, <laughs> so if someone is like using deceitful flattery, I mean, this is a, an mm. eternal compass thing, mm. right? Like you're using deceitful flattery, but and 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 you obtain what you want and it's great, but in the end you feel bad, mm-hmm. right? Like, do you ever feel bad when you, lie to obtain something yes, even if it's absolutely. flattery yes good moral right. <laughs> <laughs> yes you know but because they always say if you have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all and yeah. i think that mm-hmm. probably is the uh, foundation so that you don't do deceitful flattery flattery mm-hmm. is more like a heart that deceives wicked plans That's right. right because like your motives are not good not right intent. like you can flatter someone and you can give people compliments but if you don't want anything more than just to like make a person feel good or like you just, you know, you just want to say something nice, though, that's good flattery. Those right. are compliments. Right. But when there is a negative motive and attached, when it's like right. your intention is wicked, I think that's something that we should definitely avoid. Okay. So we got to question our motives personally when we're, when we're flattering people. So um, the next one is gossip and, and, this is probably one of my favorite topics. <laughs> um, I talk about it. I think I talked about it on the last live that I really don't, don't like engage. gossip. I yes. don't like to engage in it. I mean, we all fall victim. Like we all talk. Um, and I think sometimes when I'm talking, something would strike me in the midst of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. Or I feel really bad, right? It's like when, you, when the bread in your mouth mm-hmm. is sweet <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's gravel. That's, that's how I feel about gossip. Like right. at first I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Then after, the afterwards, I feel really bad. Really? I'm like, oh, no, no, no. I can't be talking about people right. like this. Right. So um, Proverbs says, a worthless person, a wicked man is the one who walks with perverse mouth, who winks with his eyes and signals with his feet, who points with his finger, who, mm-hmm. who, who, who with perversity in his heart continually devises evil, who spreads strife. Mm. Proverbs 10, 18 says, he who conceals hatred, his lying lips, and he who spreads slander is a fool. Mm. So these are the types of people okay. who are gossipy, right? Like it's a worthless, the power says a worthless person, wow. a slandered person who spreads slander is a fool. Right. Like nobody wants to be like this. And you know what the problem is with gossip the most is that it hurts people. It's a false exaggeration of information that's malicious, mm-hmm. right? Like if you're talking and maybe you're talking about yourself um, and you're talking and talking about somebody else, 
because it involves you, it's one thing. But when it starts talking about someone's character Character. in such a negative way, you know, and and not in a constructive way, like, oh, I wish they would have done this. You know, I hope next time this will happen. If it's not constructive and it's malicious, you should, your moral compass should be like, no, don't do that. That's wrong, right? Like, and it's not, it's not the end of the world if you do it, just correct yourself, right? Like when you know you've done it like, oh, you know, I shouldn't have said that. I'm sorry. Because words live long, right? People remember the things that you say because it impacts how they feel. So when you're talking negatively about someone and they hear it, Mm -hmm. what do you think? What do you think that how you think they're going to feel? It's hurtful. I wouldn't want someone to hurt me like that. So I wouldn't do it in turn. And I think, Philia, there's some good ways to like, because we all like to gossip, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're not going to say we don't do it. We all engage, right. but there's some good ways to check yourself. To check yourself. Oh, that's right. Okay. One is, does the information involve you mm. um, or affect you directly? If not, then let the gossip end with you, right? Like mm-hmm. somebody says something to you, don't repeat it, right? If it does affect you, right? Like someone's telling you something and it does affect you, then um, talk to the people who are directly right like mm-hmm. honestly if you call me and tell me something about someone else and i think it's like the worst thing in the world right. if i'm like oh no 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 no. sometimes i'll tell you like stop right there mm-hmm. don't tell me tell that person if you're mad right? right you don't need to tell me sometimes i say okay maybe you should talk to the person right, right. like because sometimes people need to vet and that's okay because maybe they're looking for constructive advice maybe they just need to like vent mm-hmm. but in essence soundboard so you can uh, make sure that you don't say (laughs) but let that end with you right Right. like if someone is venting to you do not repeat Repeat it that is a golden rule do not repeat what somebody said to you about someone else Mm -hmm. you say go talk to them Mm -hmm. Uh, another way another way to test your speech is um what is the motive of the person right. who conveyed this information to you, right? Like, so someone's telling you something and you and you're, you you start to question their motives. Like, well, why are they telling you this? If it's not love or either to rebuke that, um, either rebuke the individual or move yourself in the conversation, that is my go-to, right? Like if someone is not talking about someone in love, I may not rebuke you. Mm-hmm. It depends, right? It depends on who you're talking about right. and who the person is talking to me, mm-hmm. right? I may be like, yo, that's not cool. Don't do that. Don't ever do that around me. I'm not, I've done that before. Other times I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. Or I don't want to talk about this person. Right. Sometimes when people can't help themselves, I'm just like, I want to avoid conversations with you because someone else is always coming up in that conversation. And it's not, you're not talking about them because you, you're like, I want to workshop how I talk to right. them. I want to make things better. I, you're just talking about and I just, I don't want to engage. Like I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. So if it's not in love, you can either rebuke them or remove yourself from the conversation. Um, and if the motive is misguided love, like someone may, you, they may think that it's out of love that they're telling you this because they want the person to be better. And they may even want you to do the talking to them. That has happened to me before where people have told me things because they want me to say something. To right. Okay. And next time you talk to this person, just my family does this. that. <laughs> my family does that. Like we get mad at each other and then we tell another family member. And so that family member could go talk to them and be like, listen, yeah. they told me what happened. <laughs> how can we resolve? This is how they right. really feel. Because in the moment it may be heated and you're right. not articulating yourself well, right. or it's not being received well. 
and your emotions have to sit there and check. And you know that once you say things, you cannot take it back. So. Absolutely. Right. And so if the motive is misguided love, offer mm-hmm. to facilitate a constructive conversation okay. between those who are gossip. Um, so, Philia, what do you think qualifies mm-hmm. as gossip? I think what qualifies as gossip is uh, when the information is dispersed immediately, how you feel about it. If Ooh. you get like giddy and be like, so what's up, girl? What's the tea? <laughs> Tell me. Let me, in fact, let me go and get this popcorn. Or Because I think sometimes that can be, you know, I think what happens in, in life is that we all kind of use ourselves as the precedent of if we're doing well or if we're not in a sense, right? So when you hear things about others now, I think it becomes malicious if you want bad to come to that person. Mm. But sometimes hearing a little bit of information, you know, it's like, really, are you serious? Like this, that's a little different. Now, if it becomes a point where it's starting to defame the person's character, now you're starting to say more than, or maybe the person who's telling you the information is getting, you You feel it. Holy Spirit, sometimes yeah. it, it's like, eh. Eh, as much as I, man, nah, I'm good. You start feeling like, okay, maybe this is going too far. Maybe the conversation is becoming too focused on this particular thing about the person's character. I think that's a little different. And I think that to me is how I know it's gossip. And then you just telling me information about something that maybe you heard. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference. I, yeah. For me, the trigger is when it becomes a little bit mean, okay. mean spirited, mm-hmm. and it's like making fun of someone. And I think grow, maybe because when I was growing up, I was bullied a lot. I, at least I believe I was bullied, mm-hmm. right? Like people made fun of me a lot, right? Like I'm a child of an immigrant. I'm really <laughs> dark skin, right? Like I wore rejects, you know, kids. Nikes and not Nikes, you know. You know, they sang the song Rejects just a dollar ninety-nine. I got my shoes from Bobby's. Right. <laughs> I right. forgot when I got my first pair of Nikes, but uh, you know, that was like a big thing because people made fun of me, people right. made fun of my clothes, people made fun of my hair, people made fun of my skin, right. people made fun of the way I said words because maybe I repeated it in my parents' accent, right? Because right? I right. haven't heard the American version of it. And so you know, people like people who would whisper in front of my face, they see me coming, they whisper. Mm-hmm. So I, honestly, I think for me, when, when it turns to being mean, mm-hmm. and I, I think that I can't do that, right? Like right. it's one thing to express how you feel because someone hurt you, but to call them names or defame their character, I don't want to engage in that. And I know, and I may stop the conversation short. If you're someone that I love, um, I might tell you like, listen, that's not good. Like, you know, don't say that. I might, I might like course correct. Like, listen, don't say that. Don't, don't talk about that. That's not good. And sometimes those things are not well received. So I may try it the first time. If it's not well received, the next time I'm going to be like, I don't want to talk about it. Correct. And if it keeps coming up, you're going to find yourself like talking to yourself. Right. Right, Because it's just like, I'm not going to engage. I don't want to engage in it. And, and, you know, like I said, when, when it turns from like, Oh, I'm venting about, you know, what happened today with this person. And this is how it made me feel to like start name calling. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And then when you're telling me something that has nothing to do with you, right? Whoa. That's a little, I was like, wait a minute. Like, I remember. (laughs) You're not in this equation. Like, okay. I can't can't be caught talking about other people's personal lives. You crazy. Never, never, never. It's not like they're a celebrity. (laughs) Not that. (laughs) We can talk about celebrity gossip. (laughs) 
Um, that's that's pretty funny. Um, I think also another way is, and you know, and I think I've learned this, you know, pretty young because I never want to be in a situation where someone says Philly is sad, you mm. know, because sometimes someone will bring something to you and you might say something out of it, like out of just sheer advice. And they'll say, well, Philly is sad, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, huh? Like, where did, how did I even get into this? Yes. So because of that, the minute I hear it, if it's something I, I can't particularly stop, I literally just don't comment on it because in that way, you didn't hear me laugh. You didn't hear me cry. You didn't hear me object. You didn't hear me profess. I just don't say anything. Yeah. So period is as if I was never there. So I think that's also another way for me. I just don't say anything. And then some people say, you know, oh, so what do you have to say? I say, I'm just listening. I thought you were venting. And I just say that. And then that's kind of like the indicator, like, oh, okay, she's not about that life. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, but that's kind of like it. And I noticed that it happened a lot, you know, growing up with my cousins, because I was always the cousin that everyone told me their business, but it never got back to any of the cousins. So it's almost like I knew everybody's stuff. And it's like, you like, really? Ooh, really? Ooh. And then it's like the other cousin come and it's like, I was like, really? Wow, that's interesting. But they always trusted me because they never heard me say any information back. So it's, it's a little interesting dynamic that I just became that, that person that people knew that they can just trust with their information. I was yeah. like, if it stays, it stays with me. That's it. In fact, once you've said it, I forgot the information. Once you've left, I said, <laughs> it's, like, well, it's like, it's done. Please, please, like, uh, down. What'd you say again? <laughs> yeah, it's done. <laughs> I mean, I think that's an right. I think that's an excellent point. Like mm -hmm. gossips are not trustworthy. Mm -hmm. I feel like someone who like gossips about a lot of people gossips about me. So right. one, I would never tell right. anybody right. you're a song. Right. Two, I just don't even want to have conversations Correct. with you because Correct. all you do is gossip. Right. They're just not trustworthy. Right, right, right. So I want to move through the next three. So the next one is mm -hmm. unconstructive arguments. Um, this is a good one because I feel like I um, I grew up in a household that mm -hmm. had unconstructive arguments. Okay. And um, I also imitated that behavior in the outside world and it wasn't well received. <laughs> so I quickly learned that this is not normal. Gotcha. Okay. So unconstructive arguments. And then it says um, it's like destructive confrontation. Mm. Um, so you take it to the next level. Like when you're, it's like when you're really angry and mm -hmm. then you like pop off, right? Like at that point, you're not even, it, it's nothing you're saying is going to resolve the situation. You're just angry. You're talking about talking out of angry. You're using angry words. Proverbs says, do not associate with an angry man, an angry man given to anger or go with a hot tempered man, or you will learn his ways and find a snare for yourself. Proverbs 22 verses 20, 24 to 12, 25. So it's kind of a warning. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, people who are angry, right? Like you go places and they're always arguing. They always want to, like, they always want to fight. Sometimes they call you, they had a problem with someone. It's like, they have a problem with someone all the time. Right. I had a friend a long time ago who always had a problem mm. on the job, on any job they had, right. always had a problem. I'm just like, someone told me was like, be careful. That person is going to bring you down because they find conflict wherever they go. And at the time I was like, oh, this is my friend. You know, it doesn't matter. I'm, you know, I'm a loyal, supportive, encouraging friend. Right. So if like you're angry about something, I, I'll give you your space to vent. We'll try to problem solve, but you know, I didn't take it to mean that this person was hot tempered, right. but someone from the outside had to tell me. And I was just like, well, 
that's not me. So it doesn't matter. Like people are going to know that I'm the cool one. I'm, I'm cool. I'm level-headed. I'm not going to engage in that, but it doesn't matter. People are going to say what freaking frat, right? They're going to associate you together when you're always with someone who's like fighting it. They're going to look at you and be like, here comes yes. trouble. They're going to look at two of Birds you together. Right. Yeah. Right. So it says avoid. I mean, Proverbs is telling you, Solomon said that avoid them or mm-hmm. you will find your, your, um, find a snare for yourself. That means like you're going down wow. with the hot tempered person. Right. And so, so one of the things the book says is that intelligent thinking and unguarded open conversation must leave room for everyone to express themselves freely and without fear. That's so true. you can have an argument, but this is how you argue, right? Intelligent thinking unguarded, open conversation, allow someone else to talk, leave room for everyone to express themselves Mm -hmm. and without fear. Like sometimes I don't like to have confrontations with certain people because I feel anxious about it. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm like, no, no, I want to avoid confrontation. So it it doesn't inspire because they're hot tempered. It doesn't inspire me to feel like we can have a free flowing conversation. And it's not good because I want to have open dialogue. Sometimes you can have anxiety about approaching a negative concept of topic with someone. It'll always happen. Right. But, you know, you can do it in a sound way, right? Like you don't have to insult someone. You don't have to yell at someone. You don't have to talk over someone. You give them, give them, give them time to talk. Mm-hmm. But if you're, you have a negative attitude or you're stubborn or you're rigid, that's not a good argument. That is how not to argue. <laughs> um, I mean, Proverbs is telling us don't follow someone who's hot tempered. This kind of person is virtual um, person responds to virtually every negative experience with venom because he or she remains angry with every person, everything like they're just angry in their core. Right. Like your words tell you your root. Like we said that in the beginning, this is telling you that you're an angry person. Right. If you have an issue with everything and everyone, you're an angry person. You could just be in an angry season, right? Like you're just mad, right? Mm -hmm. You can recover from that, of course. But you're going to find people distancing themselves from you because it's wise Mm -hmm. not to associate with someone who's so Mm hot-tempered, especially when they're not going to listen to reason. Sometimes that can be hot-tempered and people can be like, listen, I mean, you're wrong. I think I take criticism, constructive criticism well. I welcome it. I I appreciate it because I do want to be better. But you know, when people can't take it, you're just kind of like, well, I know if I say something, you're going to get mad. So I'm just not going to engage or I'm going to distance myself. How do you deal with hot tempered people? Um, Well, you know what? I really um, take pride in the idea that I have a great effect on people in general. And I think the more they're around me, they start to realize that you don't need to be a particular kind of way to get things resolved. I think I'm great at, I'm, I, but I always say this, that I always felt like I was a conflict avoider because I really don't like confrontation. Mm-hmm. However, I'm very diplomatic in the way I deal with things. Mm-hmm. So because of that, hot temper people eventually start to, I feel like I start to kind of calm them down a little bit in the way they see things because sometimes they get upset in the way I deal with it. It's like, how come we didn't just curse that person out? Like, <laughs> why are you so nice? And why are you so this? And then eventually it's like, oh my God, I think I'm becoming like you. I can't believe I just did something nice. Or <laughs> I can't believe that I resolved it in a way that you did. Oh my gosh, you're wearing on me. So I know for a fact that I've done that to several people actually. So because of that, I don't know if that commandment <laughs> because I'm going to call it a commandment to stay away from people who are like that 
because I feel like if you are good, then I always feel like good will overcome evil yeah. a little bit. Yeah. So because of that, I don't know if that will keep me away from someone. I wouldn't willingly go hang out with that person. But if that's the person that's around me, it's like, okay. I just know that that's what they are. That's yeah, it. And yeah. then I just become indifferent. I don't engage too much, but I do know that if they're around me a lot, they eventually start to calm down too. I think that's good. Yeah. I don't know if I am, right? <laughs> because I feel like you yell at me, I'm going to yell at you, right? right? <laughs> because I'm just like, don't, you don't have the right to yell right, at me. Right. <laughs> and so maybe I'm not, I'm not that, that common presence, but mm-hmm. I do agree that sometimes people can watch your reaction to certain things right. and learn from that. Like, oh, you could you got that resolved without having to yell or curse. Right. So it just really, really depends on the person. Like some people are receptive and some right. people are not receptive. And I think that's right. Like mm-hmm. you have to observe the person. Right. Correct. Like I don't want to go out with someone who's always has a conflict. Like Correct. I just don't want to do it. It makes me very uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it can put me in a neck in a bad position. Right. Doesn't mean the person is a bad person. Mm-hmm. No. Doesn't mean that we can hang out in the house. <laughs> And then we'll leave the house. <laughs> and then what interactions with other people? Yes, yes. that's fine. But if that's not what I want to do, I mean, I just may right. refrain from like spending time with you because honestly, I'm a conflict avoider. Right. And I and I avoid conflict because it makes me feel very uncomfortable. Correct. And I know what escalated conflicts look like. Correct. I know what a bad situation can turn out to be, right? right. Like, I'm not going to jail because you're mad. Right. <laughs> like, I'm not getting kicked out right. of a place because you're mad. Like, that is not my, like, that's not my MO, right? Like, take it down 10,000 knots and we can do that. And I, that's how I am. Right. Right. Okay. Moving on from <laughs> the... Um, by the way, yeah. I love this topic. I think that there's uh, yeah, so yeah. much to talk about. And, I so. mean, there's always much to talk about when right. you're on the negative side. Right. So I'm glad that next the next episode we're going to talk about the, the positives. positives. Yeah. I don't, you know, like it's it's easy to talk. There's so much that we can say about negativity, mm-hmm. the negative aspects of our tongue. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm not saying this because I'm condemning anyone or we're not condemning anyone. We're saying that we have done all these things. Like Correct. people get angry. Like I get angry mm-hmm. and how I resolve how I approach the world when I'm angry may be different from someone else. So instead of, you know, escalating immediately, I might just remove myself from the situation so I don't say anything bad. Um, But that's something I had to learn. It's not something that I initially did because I was like, oh, you fight? I fight too, right? Right? That was my thing, right? Like we can fight because I fight, but I'm not going to initiate it. But that's not how I want to be in this world. Right. Okay, so the next one is posting. <laughs> okay. Right, we know about this because we talk about some yeah, media. Yeah, yeah, that's that, 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 perfect. <laughs> I say I'm close to perfect. Yes, that's what Remy says. Perfect. I always laugh because it's so cute. So, I mean, it could be me. I'm close to perfect. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Proverbs 26, 12 says, do you see a man wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. Mm. Mm. So if you're wise in your own eyes, (laughs) Solomon's saying there's more hope for a fool, right? It's foolish for you to say that you're the wisest, right? It's foolish for you to think that you know everything. It's foolish for you to be out here trying to correct everyone. Now, I've been a fool. (laughs) I will Mm -hmm. admit that I've been, and not in a boasting way, but more like trying to correct people because I'm a bit of a know-it-all and it's Mm -hmm. not a good, it's not a good trait. So I do work on it. I do work on holding my tongue, but it says Proverbs 27, one to two says, do not boast about tomorrow for you do not know what a day may bring forth. Let another praise you 
and not your own mouth, a stranger and not your own lips. It's more of let other people or let other people talk speak good about, about yeah. speak about you. Got let you. them praise you. You don't need to say like, I'm the best at this. I'm the best that ever was. But we know like in our culture, like we said, like in social media, I'm the best that ever was, that ever will do it. Right. We know we like to adopt that because those are like these positive right. earth affirmations. <laughs> like we got to talk ourselves Correct. up. We got to boost ourselves up. Correct. But I think there's like a fine line of being confident and being arrogant, mm-hmm. right? I think mm-hmm. one of my friends would say that you could be confident, but not arrogant. Right. And, you know, right. you, you, you uh, being confident is being self-assured. And sometimes you don't have to say everything, right? Like right. confidence kind of radiates off of it you, um, but you don't have to be boastful about it because it's off-putting to some mm-hmm. people. And then, and, and if you're, yeah, like, yeah, if you're arrogant, people are turned off. Right. I don't want people to be turned off by me because I'm arrogant. I want people to like say, oh, I like her. She's smart. I don't want to tell you I'm smart. Right? <laughs> yeah. You'll, you'll be able to perceive that just by being around me for these couple of times. Um, yes, I, I agree. I think the idea, um, Yemi, about being confident, but not boastful. I think there's a thin line because if you're confident about your particular abilities, as long as your confidence does not subject someone to feeling like they are subservient or, um, you know, inferior, then I think it's okay, you know? And I think that's where the fine line comes in. Yeah. I think we need to, we need to be careful about being boastful because Mm -hmm. pride goes before destruction. That's what it says in, um, Proverbs 16, 18, right? Right. Like we don't want to destroy ourselves by being overly confident. We don't want to, because boasting is a, is a symptom of pride. Right. And, um, we don't want to be too haughty, right? Like haughty in the eye, in our own eyes. Let let our let our work and our actions speak for themselves. If we want to let people know that we're kind, be kind, yes. right? That's how your actions will show them. You don't have to tell people that you're kind. I know that we live in an age where we promote ourselves and a time where people ask you about yourself and you have to like give your resume and tell people because that's how people determine your value. But God is telling us that's not the wisest way to go. Don't, you can be confident, but don't be arrogant. Don't let what you're saying about yourself be rooted in pride. That is a great thing that you have to really say, because remembering to be kind to one another, I think is, is the root of all of our good actions that keep us actually aligned on that good path. Because I think that when you're kind, then you won't boast. When you're kind, then you won't speak poorly or ill will about someone when you're kind, you won't do bad things to others, you know? So I always feel like that kindness is actually the root to goodness. Oh yeah. That's a good (laughs) one. So our last, last one Mm -hmm. that we're going to talk about is verbosity or verbosity, right? Yeah. And, um, I mean, you can say this is me. (laughs) I talk a lot. (laughs) So Proverbs 10, eight says the Mm -hmm. wise of heart will receive commands, but a babbling fool will be (laughs) ruined. I'm sorry. <laughs> Proverbs 10, 19 says, when there are many words, transa- transgression is un- unavoidable, but he who restrains his lips is wise. Mm. Proverbs 17, 27 says, he who re- restrains his words has knowledge and he who has a cool spirit is a man of understanding. Mm. That is what you're supposed to do. You're not, Solomon tells us is wiser to not talk so much, right. <laughs> right, right. which I have been accused of and which I know I'm guilty of. And <laughs> I know I talk a lot, but I'm like, do I talk too, too much? much? Right. And um, 
I mean, this is the author's perspective. I don't know how I feel about right. this. Like, right. Celia doesn't know how, you know, doesn't want to stay away from angry people. She right. wants to be a positive influence. He says that verbosity is the habit of talking too much while saying too little. Mm. People who are verbose usually feel compelled to comment on anything and everything, either because they fear silence or sincerely believe that meaningless talk is better than none at all. Mm. So, say about that. Yeah, Mm. come on, come on, be verbose. (laughs) You know, it's really interesting because I think that that is something that I struggle with in uh, my my new uh, relationship. I think um, sometimes it's just like, you know, like I'm okay with silence. I wasn't always like that. And I, I learned that from teaching. It's like, it's okay to ask a question and the kid not answer it. Mm. It used to be like, if they don't answer, just finding something to say. And one time I was being observed and my principal said, just, just pause. Let, let the, let the kid actually think about the question. And if it takes a minute, it takes a minute. If it takes two minutes, it's okay. It's okay. And then after a while, you feel out the silence and you're like, all right, I'll give you time to, you know, reflect on that. Anybody else wants to, and it, it kind of paces the class. You don't have to feel like you always have to fill the space. So in relationships now, it's like, it's quiet in the car. We don't have to be talking for anything not to be wrong. If, if it's silent, it doesn't mean that there's a problem. It just means I'm, in, I'm actually enjoying this moment. Yeah. I'm actually enjoying the peace because I don't have to feel like I have to pretend to fill up this space to just be talking, just to talk, to make yeah. it seem like it's interesting. I'm actually interested in the fact that it is quiet and we're very okay with each other. So I, I like that, you know, but it takes time to actually get there. And um, you have, there's a confidence that you need also in order to be able to get there. Oh, I, I like that. Philly. Yeah. I think that is, um, that's super important because I used to feel uncomfortable in silence, mm-hmm. right? Like I just was not good with it. And I had to fill up the room because I just, I'm just like, well, you got to talk. And I knew that I could, I knew that I was good at engaging, right. right? I knew that I can do certain things to bring up conversation. I could talk about myself, which is an easy talk topic, but now I feel a little bit more uncomfortable talking about myself, but I just didn't like the silence and I had to grow in order, I had to mature in order to see that there's nothing wrong with silence, that you can be comfortable in silence and then you can give time for people to think, um, to think and to reflect. After a combination on me of talking too much, mm-hmm. I always felt like I could no longer engage in small talk because mm-hmm. I was just like, nah, I'm talking about nothing. And I want my words to have meaning, to have brevity. And um, it, it, it just, it, it just changed my dynamic. But you got to find a good balance. Yeah, a good balance is important. I think it, there's a time and place, you know, you go to a dinner party and people have um, like games, right. Mm-hmm. To encourage conversations so right. that people are talking and engaging and a good, good way to do is to, to listen to others, mm-hmm. have open-ended questions. And like you said, allow people to think, take mm-hmm. that time. You don't have to think for them. You don't have to say what you think they're thinking. Allow people, give people the space to talk. I think, I think this is something I'm still working on. Um, and I struggle because either I'm verbose or I'm not talking. And I want to find that comfortable medium. Now, um, I, I really enjoy this. I, I think I cannot wait to hear what everyone else has to say about it. We have ter- we have gone terribly over because it was just so interesting. Not yeah. that the others weren't, but we have so much more to say, but we can't do it all on this one. 
time. So we hope you enjoyed as much as we had this discussion on uncontrolled tongue. Stay <laughs> tuned for announcements and our closing prayer. Thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on Unlocking Wisdom. Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, then just spread the news and follow us. Don't forget to click that like button. Then you can comment and share with your family, your friends, and your neighbors alike. If you haven't done so already, we are continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, scripture, prayer, or simply something that God has done for you in the name of Jesus. It's not too late to catch up. In the last podcast of the year, we will empty out our jars or boxes and take turns reading our blessings. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and mercy. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Our prayers are strengthened in numbers, so we ask that you come into agreement with us for this closing prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you in the name of Jesus. Gracious God, you are the source of all the godly counsel, and you always direct us to what is best for us. Heavenly Father, develop in us a sensitivity to your voice. Teach us to be still. Be still and quietly listen to your word and have discernment for your voice, Father God. Do not allow the noise of wrong influences and ungodly advice muddle our thoughts and distract us from listening to the right of things, Father God. Help us to focus our hearing on helpful words and advice. Help us to stay strong against discouraging and unproductive remarks. Tune our ears, Father God, to the words that provide guidance and direction towards a fruitful life, Father God. Father God, you sent us your Holy Spirit to be our comforter and our teacher and our guide. So allow your Spirit, Lord, to comfort us in times of anxieties and worries. Let Holy Spirit teach us your ways and guide us into all truths that we may be blessed with the wisdom to understand and perceive by faith the plans that you have for us. Amen. Father God, let, let your son direct our thoughts and guide our decisions so that we may make the most of your will in our lives. Heavenly Father, your word is the source of wisdom and godly direction, and it is our lamp to our feet and a constant light to our path. So help us develop a love for your word, Father God. Just enrich our ears, make it palatable for us, Father God, so that we may continue to crave and to meditate regularly on your holy Bible. Father God, we can find solid principles to help us live wisely and to help us pursue the right kind of life. So help us to understand the Bible, Father God, and draw learnings that can put us on the right map and help us to make good and solid choices in life. Father God, we know that you love us greatly and you faithfully and caringly 
reach out even when we constantly wander off in the wrong direction. Father God, every time now and then we become the lost sheep, but we pray, Father God, and we thank you for bringing us right back to where we belong. Help us to be sensitive to your leading. Allow us to realize right away when we've gone off the road and off track. Please don't let confusions, fears, and doubts haunt us and harden our hearts to stop seeking you. Father God, your plan and direction for our life. You've got it all sorted out, Father God. We trust you. You are our, our, our leader. You are our savior, Father God. You are Jehovah Jireh, Father God. You are everything. You are our alpha. You are our mega, Father God. You've got it all figured out. So give us the wisdom to keep making the right choices and to keep upholding the right values. Father God, May our prayers be pleasing to you and may our thoughts and actions continue to please you. Oh Lord, you are our strength and our redeemer in Jesus' precious name. May we all continue to pray. Amen, amen, and amen. We thank you, God. We thank you, Jesus. We thank you for just loving us. We thank you all for being so supportive and just loving on us like we love back on you. We can't wait to see you next week on our live and we hope you enjoyed this discussion. Always remember to be kind to one another and always remember to love your neighbors. Bye.